are the lab doctors. I'm Amanda. I'm Dorothy. And I'm Zhao Yong. We are biomedical researchers who realize we still have a lot to learn about science. So why not join us on this quest? Welcome back to the Lab Doctors Podcast. So this week, I chose a topic and it stems from this article that I read entitled Why It's Healthy to Cry Over TV Shows. And Yay! Yes, I, I just started thinking about it because there's just this TV show that we'll get into later, but I cried in a few episodes and I was thinking, oh, maybe we should talk about this. Okay, so my first question for you guys is, are you one of those people who cries over TV shows or movies? And when's the last time a show made you cry or the last few times you can uh-huh. Yes. Uh, the most recent one was maybe like last week where I was re-watching uh-huh. this Korean <laughs> drama that I watched like four times already. So it's the fifth time and I still cry. <laughs> like same intensity every time. I don't remember but I was like, huh? I'm still crying. It's like it's... <laughs> I know what's happening uh-huh. but I was still so sad that like the, the male and the female couldn't get together. <laughs> 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 so yes, I always cry. I don't know if this is relevant but like I would like to say that there those tears that you cry from like uh-huh. these kind of shows they don't make your face swell the next day whereas if I like fight with family friend right and I cry my face will be swollen it's huh. anecdotally it's like that for me is so, it because of the intensity of crying I don't think so I like if I cry during a drama right I can cry until my nose block one but like the next day I'll still be okay whereas like you have seen me cry like <laughs> and then yeah. I come to work the next day with swollen eyes right those are like fights with people yeah I never realized for myself sorry for me, I don't cry as in full-on sob and then like get nose blood, but I can feel like tears welling. And then you open mm-hmm. your eyes bigger for it to evaporate faster. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't really like full on cry. Mm-hmm. But, but like, you would it, say you cried, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I reach that stage, I would tell people I cried watching the show. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's so when's level. the last time a show made you cry? And I feel like <laughs> I don't last week. <laughs> Do you want to tell us about it? It might be this week. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So you can give a few examples. Up to you. Um, Most recently, Ted Lasso. So it's an Apple TV Plus show that I was very angry initially because they won a lot of Emmys this year. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to watch it just Mm -hmm. to see like how great it is. And then I cried. And I was like, okay, it's a good show. You actually saw it. Ted Lasso. T E D L A. Oh, that's the name. That's not the name of the actor. It's the name of the character, but it's also the name of the show. Okay, so I guess I'm the last to answer. So this happens to me all the time. Either I'm bawling or I'm like in a state of shock. Or I I think Chaeyoung has seen this before. I'm like in this state of where I'm disconnected from reality and I'm distracted (laughs) the whole time because I'm so immersed in something, even after the show. So I mean, okay. So for me, obviously Ted Lasso is one of them, which Chaeyoung got like the rest of the lab to watch also yeah that's the last time I cried I convinced all of them to watch <laughs> yeah okay so I guess for me it's not just like feature length stuff I the last time I cried in a trailer was this uh, movie trailer? called King Richard which is yeah so I just watched this Wait, I, you watch I, trailers and you cried how can you yeah every time I watch trailers I'm like what's happening I don't understand <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So King Richard is this is about Venus and Serena Williams' father and their whole journey and um how they got to where they are. Oh yeah. my goodness. The trailer is 2 minutes and 30 seconds and I cried. <laughs> so basically all this to say is I always feel the feels. Yes. So this is very relevant. This is a very relevant topic. But I rewatched it a second time and I felt the tears welling up. So 
Wow. I don't know. So I feel like this is a very relevant topic for the three of us. Uh-huh, okay. Okay, so the actual thing I want to talk about is parasocial relationships. So Research shows that becoming attached to television personalities can actually be healthy. So psychologists call these types of relationships that we form with fictional characters or people that we don't actually have a reciprocal interpersonal relationship with. These are called parasocial relationships because it's one directional. Okay. And I found this podcast on Spotify. I'll link it in the description, but the episode goes for one hour and six minutes on the history and psychology behind parasocial relationships. So if you're curious, you can check it out it's a really good primer for this whole phenomenon but because this is TLDR these are the spark notes that I got from the already summarized (laughs) version (laughs) and then like the one hour is a summary so these are my summaries summarize the summary (laughs) okay because I I don't want to talk about this for one hour because it's interesting but I also want to know what you guys think Okay. okay so this phenomenon was actually described by psychologists Horton and Wall in 1956 about the interactions between media figures and the audience where the audience act as though they are involved in a typical social relationship but it is important to note that these interactions predate this paper so like before the 1950s like as far back as media goes Mm -hmm. that's how far back like parasocial relationships go Mm. So since then, researchers and psychologists have explored parasocial relationships and the pros and cons of it. But before I get into that, I'll go through the four stages of parasocial relationships. So the four stages, the first one is initiation, where you are attracted to the persona, whether physically, as in you like their looks or you like something Mm -hmm. about their physical demeanor, or psychologically, so you identify with how they think and how they act. So that's the first stage, initiation. Then the second stage is experimentation, where you seek more interactions and you observe how the persona fits into your values and beliefs. So basically, this is um, building up from the initial, um, I would say, contact, but it's your contact with them, but they don't know that you exist. Mm. So number three is intensification, where you develop an emotional connection to the persona and you think about them even when you're not consuming content directly. And finally, the the Uh final stage is integration or bonding. So when the relationship becomes so intense that it becomes part of your identity, so other people in your life know that you are a part of this fandom or that you really like this person or character or that you essentially form a religion around the character (laughs) (laughs) yes so you feel that your bond with them is special and you relate with other people who appreciate the persona so I I guess before I ask my next question I just want to disclaim that I thought about all this from the lens of me and a fictional character but this also applies to celebrities and influencers right yeah but it's just slightly more complex because there is a chance for reciprocity so you may be able to interact with them yeah but it's not much so right. it's still considered a parasocial relationship because for like majority of the time they don't know you exist and yeah. your existence doesn't really affect their life whereas their right, existence right. affects your life yes mm. so I guess my next question is can you describe a time that you went through these stages where you thought oh yeah I, I went through this or anything basically I went through all four stages with all the characters of Ted Lasso and now I feel like I'm living my life based on the philosophies thought by the, by the show and I'm just like the show in itself I'm having a relationship with that and that's what I mean by forming a religion around the show because that's essentially so what just, I did 
the characters is the whole entire world. And yes, it's the entire build. world. Yes, it's crazy. Yeah, when I was reading it, I was just thinking about, I mean, obviously recency bias because we are watching Ted Lasso yeah. now and the last one where it says, oh, you relate with other people who appreciate the persona yeah. and then it becomes so intense that it's part of your identity and I just thought of you. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like, mean, oh. honestly, I feel a lot better living my life now. It is, it's crazy. I don't know. I'm less affected by shit. I don't know why. <laughs> no, it's good. Okay, so we'll get into that later. So the pros and cons of parasocial relationships. But mm. before that, we'll just talk about the relationships itself. Okay, Dorothy. So another thing that they always say is that the relationship can be terminated at any stage. As with any type of relationship. Yeah. I don't know if this is counted, but like there's this recent hoo-ha in the K-drama world about like this guy who almost got cancelled. I don't know if you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll just say the name here for listeners who can relate to me called Kim Son Ho. Basically, he's like an up and rising actor, but he went at the peak of like his career. Mm-hmm. He almost got cancelled. Basically, his ex-girlfriend, like, posted some shit about him. Which, mm-hmm. based on other new articles, is false. So, he got cancelled for nothing. And it's just so sad because I watched, like, a variety show that has him. And right. I, I feel like he is a value. Um, He's, like, one of the interesting characters in this variety right, show. Right, right. And because of this whole thing, he backed out of this variety show. And then now I'm like, I don't want to watch this show anymore. Yeah, and then when I watched the like most recent K-drama that he starred in just before he got cancelled, right? Mm-hmm. Then I'll keep thinking about like how he's being cancelled now and like I can't see him anymore for a while. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's stage four, right? Isn't it? Kinda? <laughs> uh, a Is little it? bit, yeah. but like, yeah, I guess a little bit. Mm. But how the persona fits into my values and belief, I don't know. As in, so this one, like what I was thinking about, okay, so my answer is also like similar to Chao Yong Ted, like, so it has taken over my <laughs> I life. Watch the show. <laughs> so that I have to <laughs> But basically... Let it take over your life as well. If you have told me that I'll watch this show before this podcast record <laughs> <laughs> But we, can, we need to have variety, you know? Oh, yeah, <laughs> we need to, talk, we yeah. need to bring the K-drama yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if not it's the same thing we'll just be talking about Taylor so the whole time so I, I didn't want that also that's true, why I didn't true true <laughs> yeah so I told everyone not to even like look yeah. at the document <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I guess how I see is you generally gravitate to the people that you are like or that you want to be like and this whole parasocial relationship really like made me think about like how I don't even these people don't exist but I look up to them or I learn from their mistakes or I learn from their triumphs as well yes yes and it feels like they are as much a part of my life as real people which sounds crazy to say now that I think about it it sounds crazy doesn't it yeah (laughs) yeah okay so anyway so the last part of today's episode is the pros and cons of parasocial relationships So I'll go through the potential negative consequences first and hopefully not spend too much time on it because I don't want to be a negative Nelly or I'm in denial because clearly you can tell which (laughs) camp I'm in. But anyway, from this 1956 paper, the concerns were that people who are more likely to form parasocial relationships are those who are already socially isolated. So people who maybe have troubles forming interpersonal relationships in their real life. So this may further their isolation or affect their ability to form and maintain healthy reciprocal relationships. But this concern over the years has been largely unfounded. So moving on to the other cons, so parasocial relationships apparently have been shown to increase body image and self-perception issues and negatively impact violent and aggressive behaviour. 
And finally, the biggest con, okay, not the biggest con, but like a big con about parasocial relationships is the parasocial breakup. So when the show you like gets cancelled or if your favourite character leaves or even, oh my gosh, gets killed off. And especially when it happens without good resolution, you may be left with very real and intense emotional responses or even distress. I'm remembering like Game of Thrones and what happened like the last season and how everyone was pissed. Clearly everyone had a parasocial relationship with yeah exactly (laughs) yeah so my next question was do you experience any of these negative effects and yeah you already brought up one wait but why is the first point unfounded apparently they did studies where they evaluated whether people do have issues with forming interpersonal relationships and they found that this is not true Right. So, do you experience any of these negative effects from your parasocial relationship? Actually, not that much. I'll be disappointed Mm. by a show, but when I experience the negative side, I feel like I don't hold on to that as long as, like, what happened with Ted Lasso, where I'm really actively changing the way I think. So, I I Mm. don't know. Yeah, the negative side, not as much. Mm, I think I can relate with all the cons, and given that the first one is largely unfounded because I don't think I'm becoming more socially isolated. But the second and third one, where, like, I I think the part where it increases my self-perception issues, I think, yeah, especially like when I'm, I mean, for the K-pop side, right. mm. there's a lot about like how you should look good and stuff like that. And, and I guess it will have negative implications like with all the plastic surgery and stuff like that. As for, yeah, when the show gets cancelled or the person gets cancelled, <sighs> I'm so sad. He hasn't posted <laughs> on his Instagram for so long. More than a month. And I'm like, you can come back already. (laughs) (laughs) No, but as you were saying about the image thing, I just realised that, yeah, I did get affected by it. I don't know why. Okay, basically, like, I was watching uh, Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings. (laughs) Wow. Um, (laughs) Shang-Chi. Yeah, but you know, because it's like, he's the first East Asian superhero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And for some reason, it never clicked to me that East Asian guys can look buff, even though there are a Mm. lot of them out there. (laughs) It only clicked when I watched it on a big screen and I was just like, huh, so I guess it is possible to be a superhero. Yeah, so so that for me is is that effect like really did have a hold on me for a bit. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I think for me, I I also feel sad when a, a show or movie I like ends, mostly because I'm so attached to the character. So they actually did research on how obviously we're talking about movies and TV shows, but also how reading fiction also have these same effects. Right, right. Because yeah, yeah you can still form parasocial relationships even if it's not on. Um, TV and movies. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be a screen. Makes sense. And like, it really frustrates me because I probably like the show or the movie or the book because of good writing and I really care about good writing. So I, people are like, oh, you know, when it ends, it's up to your interpretation. You get to like imagine what's the best <laughs> case, like what you want to happen. But in <laughs> my mind, worst. I'm thinking, yeah, because Tell clearly I happened. like it for good writing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it, I'm clearly inferior to your writing. So why would I want to imagine what happened? <laughs> oh my gosh, thank if you. If I could write it, I would be writing it already. 
exactly. So so this is my most um I think the most intense emotion that I feel. Yeah. Especially with books because I just care so much about the writing and when it ends, I don't want to imagine what happens. I want to read what you say happens. Uh. But hopefully it aligns with what I want. Yeah. Uh. Now that I think about it, then there's also that book to movie disconnect. Because you know like how people say that the books are always better than the movies. Mm. And I feel yeah. like that in itself is also like one relationship versus the other. Uh. Right. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. So it, it goes the same for like writing in movies and everything. So I really care about the script and like how mm-hmm. well like it's storyboarded and stuff. So there's this movie that I watched recently, Short Term 12, which is by the same director as Shang-Chi. And oh my god, it's so well written and I I just love it. And then I was like, I don't know what happens after that because it's over such a short time. And uh, yeah, anyway, so I do get intense emotional responses <laughs> when it ends. Right. Okay, so moving on to the last part of this episode. So the pros. So this is, I feel, the most studied aspect of parasocial relationships, at least from my brief research into this topic. Okay. So Jennifer Bunce, an assistant professor of psychology at the University of Oklahoma, says that the interesting thing is that our brains aren't really built to distinguish whether a relationship is real or fictional. So that's why these friendships can convey a lot of real world benefits. Mm. So does does that make sense? So like you form these relationships, it's not with a real person, but your brain can't distinguish that your relationship. Uh So that's why your brain thinks the relationship is real. And honestly, like sometimes the relationships with the these TV characters are better than your relationships in real life. (laughs) Okay, so these real-world benefits include self-esteem boost, decreased loneliness, and increased empathy. So like Dorothy said just now about crying, tragic fiction also provides catharsis, so a purge of negative emotion. So Jennifer Bunce, the psychologist that I mentioned earlier, she mentioned that these shows give us something to focus our negative emotions on and get them out of our system. So research has shown that people often tend to feel better after crying. So Mm. that's why maybe crying in terms of like these TV shows as opposed to having a fight is actually better for you. Uh. So there are many more pros which Mm. professionals have articulated better than I ever could so I'll link another article but I guess the last point that I wanted to bring up that really hit me is that these shows challenge us to appreciate what we have compel us to confront the hurt that we often ignore and even inspire us to mend relationships so how I guess there's an example for you to follow you know which is exactly Mm. what's happening in my life right now but (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally following an example that I feel makes sense so Mm -hmm. maybe it's like so when I watch all this K-drama all uh-huh. I am seeing is like that the in the drama the guys are damn rich <laughs> and I'm like I'm not appreciative of what I have because I'm not rich like that <laughs> wait then that is the is it like the negative side right a little bit because it's yeah. like self-perception issues yeah, 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 yeah. okay yeah. okay I guess for me I always thought that like I could only relate if the person looks like me but then now I realise that I relate to like everything so <laughs> Can you relate relate to a doorknob, Amanda? Go look at a doorknob and... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if 
if the writer gave me context on what the doorknob is experiencing, probably. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah, okay, I get what you mean now. Yeah, I would you relate to a doorknob mean? as well, yes. Mm. Call Me By Your Name was like the most obvious example for me because I'm not the same demographic as the actors. I don't go through the exact same conflict that they go through. Uh-huh. But I feel like I pull similarities about emotions that they feel or struggles that they're going through, even okay. though it's not exactly the same as mine. I can recognize the similarities and then yeah so I appreciate yes, what yes, I yes. have okay, yeah, I agree. so if, yeah. if if they're going through a struggle that maybe I don't have to go through I appreciate that I don't have to go through that or if they have to confront something I realize oh in my life I am going through this and I should deal with it you know so my last question I guess is which camp are you in in the whole parasocial relationships are good or bad for you personally or like for people in general <sighs> Because I tend to be a negative person. <laughs> I, I feel like there are a lot more obvious and like and sadly like very negative associations of parasocial relationships, even in media itself, like people who become stalkers. Yeah. But I mean I, I would like to believe the positive outweighs the negative personally because that lesson has changed me mm. in a way that it can never <laughs> like unchange me. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I agree with Zhao Yong in terms of like how it could become so negative but I think it has to be a healthy balance. Like yes. some, we call it K-Nets. <laughs> they start being crazy about their K-pop stars where they are like, oh, that person cannot get married. It's like K-pop stars right, yeah, have yeah, yeah. to be single so that they will still be popular. And this doesn't make sense because you mean if they're not married, you, you're going to get to marry them? Like, <laughs> what? So, right, right, right. so it becomes unrealistic and it's, it becomes so unhealthy. So I think there needs to be a healthy balance where like you let your emotions transpire, but it shouldn't take over your life. They are just another person in this planet. I guess the people closer to you are the more important ones. Yeah. Yeah, in terms of negative, the, the thing that most comes to my mind now basically because this is happening now is the whole Taylor Swift fans and the death threat to right, right. John Mayer and Jake Gyllenhaal. And that's very sad because... <sighs> I don't think she wishes that on them as well is the point, right? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter her intention, but it matters the as in, like, as the audience, you also have the responsibility to, like, the people around you still. So, yeah. it just makes me very sad when it's taken too far, as y'all said. So, but for me personally, I think parasocial relationships are good because it makes me a more empathetic person. Mm-hmm. It, it just gives me perspective on life that I would not have otherwise gotten. Because you can't deny that throughout your life, you won't experience everything that everyone else is experiencing. Yes. But like TV and movies give you that perspective that you wouldn't be able to get. Mm-hmm. Like I would yeah. never understand what it's like to be from another ethnicity or another socioeconomic status or like yeah. growing yes. up in a different yes. country. I, I would never know all this, but yeah. watching shows gives me that. So Yeah. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. And as usual, follow us on Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel. A like and a comment would really help us out. You can also follow us on our social media, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and feel free to DM us any questions. Alternatively, you can email us at thelabdoctors at gmail.com. We'll link all the things that we talked about in the episode description, so do check that out and share this with your friends and family. Thank you. Bye-bye. Oh.